Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another season of Between You and Me. We are now in our fourth season of this podcast, and I have never been so excited to record an episode. Like, in all honesty, when I'm in the midst of seasons and like I've been recording nonstop and working and editing, like, I'm not gonna lie, this gets tiring, it gets hard. And like, you know, it's a difficult thing to do. But since I haven't like obviously we took a break in between seasons. I haven't done this in a while and I miss it so much. So I've honestly never been more excited to be recording an episode than right now because it just feels right. And it feels like I have took a long enough break and I'm ready to get back into it. For you guys who don't know, I want you guys to go and check out the Instagram for this podcast, which is at Between You and Me Podcast. And I have released merch, which is extremely exciting. And I want you guys to go check that out. Check the website out. See if you guys are interested in it. If you want to rep something for this podcast and just rep something for me in general, it would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. Also, I'd love for you guys to share this podcast episode or any episode in general to someone you love and let them take a listen and see if they like it themselves. I really want to be able to grow this podcast and I want to be able to get the things and the topics and the subjects that I talk about out there to more and more people because it's just what I really love and enjoy doing alongside all the other things I do here on social media. So thankfully we got that all out of the way. I missed you guys. I have a bunch of new things to talk about this season and I'm very excited to get started on it. So One thing that is very present in my life lately is the idea of attachment. And I've been going through somewhat of a difficult time without getting too into detail because it is kind of like a fresher wound. Not, I'm making it sound dramatic. It's kind of a situation like the idea of attachment I've struggled with before attachment to people outcomes ideas the way I think my life should be it's definitely something that I have had struggles with like in multiple periods of my life and right now is another period that I'm kind of working through it so when I was planning the podcast episodes I really wanted to speak to you guys about the idea of detachment which basically is the opposite right And detaching from outcomes and what you think your life should be. Because in so many ways, I think that this is and can be a really straightforward um, solution for a lot of people when it comes to their happiness. I'll go into depth and I'll explain all of this, but I just want you guys to know that 
this is something I'm working on myself just as life goes and it's not something that I have mastered in any way, shape, or form. It's something that I'm learning about and wanting to integrate more into my life. So hopefully, if you guys have any experiences where you feel very attached to people, relationships, situations, jobs, and you don't feel like you're able to detach from these ideas, then hopefully this will help you out. So um, basically, I'd like to call it the art of detachment. And there's been several times, like I said, where I've had to kind of deal with strong attachments to certain things. So I've definitely done my fair share of research, reading on this, journaling about this. I have a piece of paper that's stuck to my mirror in my room, which is something I do a lot. Like every single one of my mirrors has like a little quote or something on it. And one of them, which is from 2021, has a quote which I'll get to later on but it is about detachment so that just goes back two years already that I've been kind of attempting at least to practice this element of detachment and I do want to say I very much have not like been consistently working on it because it seems as though when the situation is gone the thing that I'm attached to leaves obviously you have no choice but to detach but the element and the art of detachment is the idea that the thing situation person place whatever is present in your life and you want to be able to detach from it and detach from the outcomes that you feel like are going to happen or want to happen based on this situation person place and you have this certain faith in things working out and you being happier overall it can be mistaken in a sense of let's put it in perspective of your attachment to a person it could be a very strong relationship with your friend parental figure a boyfriend girlfriend husband wife and you feel as though this person will bring you happiness and will is the main source of your happiness right Sometimes detachment, or at least if you don't know much about it, can be mistaken as the thought process of caring less and not putting as much of yourself into those relationships so that if those relationships ever end in your life, you won't be as affected by them. But detachment is not actually that. What detachment is, is the thought process of detaching from the outcomes that you perceive about that relationship having faith in things just working out for you and being happier overall. And from my own research, it's a practice in Buddhism. So a lot of this goes back to that historically. Buddhists believe that suffering is directly related to attachment. So the quote that I have on my wall says, Detach from all expectation of outcome by allowing everyone and everything the freedom to be exactly as they are. Accept uncertainty and witness the solutions and opportunities that spontaneously spring from it. And then I have a second quote under it that says, As I let go of the need to arrange my life, the universe brings about abundant good to me. So what that means, if that didn't really click at all, is that detaching from, let's say, a relationship that I mentioned before in those examples would be to remove the expectations 
that you have for it, not saying you shouldn't expect a healthy relationship or you shouldn't expect, you know, your relationship to do good or to flourish. It's the pinpoint expectations that if this person treats you well or if this person gives you so and so amount of love or if this person gives you this much attention, then you will be happy. You will feel relieved. You will feel any positive emotion. It's the expectation of that person bringing you something positive and making you feel complete, whole, happy, you know, put together based on their actions and what they do for you. Now, the problem with that is that you are reliant on another person to make you feel good things. And because you are expecting certain, you know, favors from them based on this, then you are lacking the ability to give yourself these things because you're expecting someone else to bring them to you, right? So you're not actively working towards making yourself feel whole, making yourself feel happy, making yourself feel relieved, whatever it might be, right? So detachment is acceptance. It's accepting that people are not perfect. People are not always going to give you the very best. Some people might not even be supposed to be in your life and you might be forcing certain situations by expecting better things out of them and then inevitably getting disappointed because your expectations aren't being met by them and they're not being met by yourself either. So obviously you're going to be in a situation where you're lacking. So basically by allowing everything to be exactly the way it is what that means is like you have a level of acceptance obviously if you chose a person to be in your life let's say we're talking about a relationship with a friend or a partner then there are qualities of this person that you like right so you're either going to accept everything about them the good qualities the bad qualities the annoying qualities yada 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 or you're not going to accept that into your life. You can't accept a person and try to change, flip, manipulate, or alter their negative aspects or what you see as their negative aspects because in that way, you're trying to mold them into the right person. And then again, your expectations are high. If they change this part of them, you'll be happier. If they start doing this more, you'll be happier. It's not about what they can bring to you it should be about what you can bring to yourself and if they can bring you additional happiness relief whatever it is on top of that now it all sounds like it makes a lot of sense right like this concept sounds very peaceful it sounds like okay yeah i want to get to that stage i want to be like detached from outcomes i want to feel like i'll be good if that person leaves or if that person maybe doesn't give me exactly everything that I want in the world da, 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 da. yeah sounds great <laughs> but it's not as easy to get to a place where you feel complete detachment because it's a ongoing practice it's an ongoing mission almost that you have to rewire the way that you think about things because it's almost like second nature 
to be expecting things from people and i don't want you guys to mistake what i'm saying here i'm not saying like accept the shittiest type of person into your life and not expect anything from them i'm saying use your good judgment obviously use your good judgment based on what you've learned from previous relationships when we talk about relationships specifically in this scenario and put it towards you know the type of person that you want in your life now or the lessons you've learned in the past what will cater to your life now obviously choose a partner based on these things but with every person no matter how great they are are going to come their downsides so you have to be willing to accept parts of them and love all of them without nitpicking on the things that are negative about them and trying to change them and expect difference from them in order for you to be happy now, I'm definitely talking specifically about relationships in these examples, but this can also go for things like a job or let's say a certain, hmm, let's say a certain major that you want to get in school or program that you want to get into. You are expecting this certain outcome in life. You're expecting that high position in the job you're expecting that raise you're expecting that high grade and you have already preconceived the idea that if you don't get that you will not be happy now that is the equivalent example between detachment in relationships and in situations like that it can be the same thing when it comes to places you you want to live in malibu and you you can't live anywhere else and you want your goal is to go live there and the only way you're going to be happy is if you live there so you associate this idea of happiness, you associate this idea of success and what you want your life to be and all these ideas with attaching yourself to the outcome that you must end up there. These are patterns and these are the ways that our brains work, like I said, almost second nature. So it can be very difficult to actually get to a place where you're able to detach from outcomes. But I'm going to kind of talk about what it takes and the steps that you can make if you're trying to live a little bit more peacefully and live without so much expectation, so much fear of losing things or fear of not succeeding in certain aspects of your life because you negate a certain emotion from a certain outcome. So I want to say first that you need to actually start being very aware and observant of your thoughts. Because a lot of the times, like I said, since this is second nature, these thoughts can be so subconscious. The way that you think, you know, your partner getting you flowers every Wednesday is going to make you happy. Or your partner proposing to you in five years time is going to make you happy. Like, you are lacking the happiness now and you want that in the future. So if you find and collect these patterns of the ways that you're thinking and begin to feel, you know, conscious of these thoughts, you can start to acknowledge them and the feelings and emotions that come with it and then become aware of it. So journaling is something I talk about all the time. But when you journal, you're actually able to look down on a piece of paper and pinpoint certain emotions that you have. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I feel like a lot of people talk about journaling all the time, but another thing I have to bring up is going back and reading what you've journaled. You journal for a reason. One, yes, of course, you want to get your emotions down. You want to get your thoughts down. But two, you're going to want to be able to go back. You're going to want to be able to reflect. You're going to want to be able to see where your mind was in January 2022. You know what I mean? Like you want to use it to its full potential. And that's what you can do with journaling. Go back, see where your thoughts have been, see patterns within your thoughts, patterns within your emotions, and be able to come to some some kind of conclusion based on how your thoughts are changing, progressing, and staying the same, right? Meditation can also help with this a lot because it allows you to feel like you're in the now. That's definitely something I need to start doing again. I've had a lot of phases in my life where I meditate a lot and then I stop and da da da. But I really do like it because it gives me such a sense of ease and peace because it reminds you the the actual act of meditation is like it reminds you to be so present in the moment because you're just simply focused on breathing. And letting any other thought that could be happening in the moment that you're meditating to just simply pass you by. And you don't connect to these emotions, which we're going to talk about afterwards as well. But that's the act of meditation, which can be really helpful for that. So when you watch your thoughts, you can see them almost like a cloud passing by through the sky, right? (laughs) And you're able to identify that certain thoughts are just thoughts. And they are not facts. They're not factual. Another thing is to stop making everything mean something. Now, labeling thoughts as good or bad before you even know the truth can actually be very harmful because you can like think about certain things and sometimes we don't have control over our thoughts. Like they're so subconscious and a lot of the time thoughts can be filled with anxieties and stressors and everything that's surrounded your in your environment. So if you're thinking something and you pinpoint it in your mind and you're like, no, nah, that's negative. That's terrible. I shouldn't be thinking that. That's a bad way to think about things. I feel bad now. I feel gross. I feel whatever. You know, you're labeling the thought so quickly rather than observing it and actually not making it mean something before it actually has any meaning. You are the one making a situation mean more than it actually does. Because at the end of the day, your thoughts don't mean much to anybody else besides yourself. Not unless those thoughts are spoken. Not unless those thoughts are communicated to someone else. All the thoughts, all the big thoughts, the dark thoughts sometimes, the stressful thoughts, the overthinking thoughts, you don't have to dictate all of it as negative. It can be positive, Or it could be nothing. So the only way to stop um, dictating whether a thought is good or bad or, you know, clumping all thoughts into just the negative region, you have to first be aware of the thoughts, which is why we talked about actually being aware and observing your thoughts before. Another thing to think about when it comes to detachment is the idea that happiness is a choice and it's not reliant on anyone other than yourself. I'm sure you guys have heard this so, 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 so many times, but I'm sure also at the same time when you've thought back and reflected on it, you've realized that that is true. At least I have. 
when you hope and pray and wish so badly for a certain outcome, you're connecting it to this idea of happiness and that if you get it, you'll maybe finally, finally be happy or you'll finally be one step closer to happiness. And because of that, you're attaching. So the idea of happiness is very subjective, obviously, to every person. And it is definitely a choice in terms of how you want to perceive any situation that happens to you. Now, like I said earlier, when you hope and pray for a certain outcome, you're attaching that outcome to happiness and you're attaching your whole being to either being one step closer to happiness if you get that outcome or you will finally be happy. In reality, you do have a choice to be happy in any single moment that you want to. And we have to practice doing that because we're taught just in life that you need to have certain emotions in certain situations. So it's really interesting to think that, hmm, what have I been taught in my past that I should be sad about? This is a really dramatic example, but death is always connected to sadness. It's always connected to grief. A breakup is always connected to sadness and connected to grief. A loss in any shape or form connected to sadness and grief. Of course, you know, a lot of these things are not as easy as just switching a button and saying, no, I'm going to be happy now. But in these larger examples, you can look at them and find pieces of happiness in them. And I know that in any situation, you can find pieces of happiness, even if they are the tiniest pieces possible. And that is an example of how you can choose happiness, right? You broke up with someone. You can choose happiness in a sense of, okay, that person was no longer meant to be in my life. I'm now in a new chapter, which is exciting and fun. I'm growing every day and I'm becoming a different person and I'm learning from that last relationship. These are all ways that you can choose happiness. So in comparison to a very mundane example, your car breaks down, you're late to work, just very mundane things like you have to go empty the dishwasher, you need to do your sheets and that's such a hassle. You can choose happiness in those moments, but a lot of us don't because a lot of us think this is annoying, I don't want to do this, this is such a burden, this is this, this is that. And now you're choosing to think negatively, you're choosing to focus on the negative and Of course, when we bring this full circle, if you're continuously thinking negatively, if you're continuously thinking that your day-to-day life or anything along those lines is negative, you're obviously going to be searching for happiness from a place outside of yourself. You're going to be searching for it from your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You're going to be searching it from your friends. Did they make plans with you? Do you have something fun coming up? You're going to be searching for it in places that you shouldn't be searching for it. You always have a choice when it comes to happiness because with awareness to any emotion that you're feeling, you can shift and you can choose things like joy, gratitude, love, hope, um, opportunity, curiosity, inspiration, positivity in general, right? Now, another thing that is so important when it comes to detachment of outcomes is this simple like idea that an outcome should not define you we put so much pressure on outcomes like i've said many times that 
if a certain outcome that we're dreading or the complete opposite of the outcome that we we're expecting happens, it's so easy for you to connect to that and make it about you when it's just not about you. You can make a breakup feel like it's about you and say, oh, here I go. I failed again. I've, you know, haven't been able to create a successful relationship. I don't have the ability to create a successful relationship. If you get fired, you can say, uh-huh, okay, so I'm not smart enough. I, I wasn't able to work hard enough. My bosses didn't like me. You make every negative situation a direct link to yourself when in reality, what happens, happens. You know, whether or not it has to do with you, it doesn't define who you are as a person. These failures or these things that we see as failures because they're not our expected outcome. I don't think it's a definition of who you are. For example, something you've done in the past, maybe when you're a kid and like you felt so guilty about it, that doesn't define who you are either. If you stole a couple things from the fucking grocery store and you still think about it when you go to bed at night or you maybe bullied someone when you're a kid, like that doesn't define who you are as a person. It's also tricky to think about this and to make ourselves believe this idea that like outcomes shouldn't define you because we've learned that accomplishments and achievements make you the person that you are. And also, unfortunately, that's not true. Okay, like there's a good way to look at that and there's a bad way. Like there's a good way is because of course like you want to feel proud of yourself, you want to, you know, flourish in your accomplishments and your successes, but there's also a level of humble energy that has to come with that because they don't make you who you are. The person, your morals, your ethics, how you treat people, how you love people, how you love yourself, that's what makes you who you are. So this idea of failure in other aspects of your life go hand in hand with accomplishments and achievements they don't make you who you are regardless of the fact. It doesn't define the core of you. So if you find yourself measuring your worth and attaching to these things as who you are, you need to take a step back to notice those thoughts and realize that they don't serve you, whether it's a positive thought or a negative thought. An outcome of anything shouldn't define you. In the grand scheme of things, it's all a matter of perception and... It's a matter of unlearning the things that we've learned and subconsciously taught ourselves throughout our whole entire lives that happiness is embedded somewhere in some goal, in some relationship, in some future aspect and outcome of a situation and relearning the fact that, you know, we don't have control over anything but ourselves. So why feel like we need this sense of happiness from an outside source and only when that comes to us will we be happy? I think looking at it in a state of I could do anything today that will make me happy is a much more positive way of looking at it. It's definitely a more productive way of looking at it and it's a way to you know, the whole point of this episode, detach from your idea of outcomes and what you expect your life to look like because we don't have a single clue of what it will look like.
Now, I know this was a lot. I know this kind of was a big old ramble. I'm honestly a little bit confused of what I said, to be quite honest with you, but I feel like it makes sense if uh, maybe you re-listen to this a couple times. No, but um, it's a it's a complicated subject, that's for sure. And it's definitely something that I'm still trying to teach myself. We need to start putting attention towards our own thoughts and how we internalize these thoughts because, yes, thoughts are just thoughts. They are not facts. We can't have the constant perception that the success in an, in an area of our lives will make us happy because sure it can make you happy for a certain amount of time but it's all just impermanent i feel like i sound very i don't know f- philosophical almost and like this is definitely a weird subject to talk about if you guys um are not familiar with it because it sounds very like ooh like goo goo gaga like <laughs> far off type of thought process and like um way of thinking but in reality it's very applicable to everybody's lives what i mean by like goo goo gaga is like let's say you're speaking to like your parents or your grandparents like they would listen to this and be like huh because i feel like it's a very different way of thinking to a certain extent could be very common in our own generation or in people that are a little bit (laughs) more in tune with the way that our thoughts and emotions can affect us and kind of hinder us in our lives so yeah um that's about it that's about it for this episode i am 110 percent like literally in the past couple weeks i've been doing more and more research not even research but just coming across videos podcasts um even tiktoks of the art of detachment and what it means so there's so much more out there if um i didn't explain it well enough but if you guys are interested in that type of talk and learning even more about the art of detachment there's so much so good luck to you guys on your attempts to detach like i said detachment does not mean caring less it doesn't mean worrying less or like putting less effort into things or not you know loving people as much or not loving a certain job as much because you think everything's temporary no it's the acceptance that if something's there or if it's not there you will not change as a person to your core you will not be a different human being your happiness doesn't rely on these outside things. It relies on you. It's a mindset shift is what it is. Um, and I'm not even there yet. So, yeah, that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the very first podcast back in season four. Like I said, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your boyfriend, girlfriend, grandma, and uncle. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 